0: Welcome to episode 38 for October 18, 2009. I'm Rick Moyer. Take him with you. You're listening to Take Him With You. This week, releasing my music on iTunes, my inspirational friend Wendell, and more. Take I'll be talking about my impromptu question on Twitter and Facebook. Do you believe in hell? Why or why not? And the main subject today is hell no. All about heaven and hell. It's a very interesting program today. I think you'll like it. On part three of Killing the Zombies in Our Lives. Right here on the show that's spiritual, not religious. Take him with you. Imagine walking outside finding a comfortable place to lay down and then gazing up at the night sky. You put your earphones on and you're instantly taken to the stars with music that launches you into space. That's exactly what my new CD is designed to do. Not only is it cool atmosphere music, but it's meant to watch the stars with. It's called Stargazer, and it'll soon be available for purchase on CD or download on iTunes and Amazon. There's 13 tracks of digital stereo music for your enjoyment, from Apollo 14 taking off into orbit to radio emissions from Saturn. Over an hour and 10 minutes of music that'll help you watch the stars. It's coming soon, as well as the launch of a brand new website with extra content and alternate versions of the songs, and the making of the Stargazer CD podcast. If all goes well, I'm shooting for an October 26, 2009 release date, just in time for Christmas. So, I hope that you will enjoy a copy of it. Get ready for Stargazer, a collection of songs to watch the stars with. if all goes well, um, just about a week from now, uh, you'll be able to get your own CD of Stargazer. And uh, digital download, I I suppose, will be um, available as well. So you can either order the CD or you can get it downloaded. Um, I'm going to have my music on cdbaby.com. And then, of course, iTunes and Amazon, Rhapsody, all those uh, type of digital outlets will also have it uh, in a couple of weeks after that. I don't know how long it takes to get it all on there, but as soon as I find out, I'll let you know. But I know the CDs should be here. um, In fact, tomorrow they should show up at my house, and then, of course, I get them to the distributor and all that jazz, and they take care of all the shipping and all that jazz. So you'll have to check that out. I'll give you a link on how you can get the music soon, and I'll probably have it in the notes here on Take Him With You, so you can just go to TakeHimWithYou.com dat- and uh, click on the Stargazer links. The website is TakeHimWithYou.com slash Stargazer. And all one word Stargazer. And uh, you'll get to the website. And I should have that updated with the uh, information on how you can get the music, how you can get your own CD or download it digitally. Did you did how can I say that? Anyway, yeah. Hmm. Stay tuned for more. In a moment. I'm a television junkie, and the real world stumps me. I got a lot of problems. Why don't somebody solve them? Hello, this is. No, I was gonna say this is Angela. <laughs> that wouldn't, that work. wouldn't be a problem. No, because I'm not Angela. <laughs> and I'm not Jen. <laughs> and you're not listening to the Anomaly podcast, No, you. you would in fact be listening to Take Him With You with our good buddy Rick. Oh, let's do that. Okay. 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 Uh, go, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> you do it first. Hi, this is Jen. No, no. You have to say hello. This is not Jen. <laughs> and, no, this is not Angela. And you, I say, this is not Jen. Okay. And then you say, you are not listening to the lovely Podcast. Okay. But when you're done listening to... Yeah, fill in the blank. That works. It's like magic. It you is. Hate magic. It's funny. Okay. Let's go with it. Okay. Okay. So then I, should I go first then, since I'm not Jen? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Hello, I'm not Jen. And I'm not Angela. And you are not listening to the Anomaly Podcast. You would in fact be listening to Take Him with You with our good buddy Rick. Rick! (laughs) When you're done, please come listen to the Anomaly Podcast at A-N-O-M-A-L-Y (laughs) podcast.com. It was like the best accidental promo ever. I know, it's what we're good at. Hello there, my name is meds And this is David Frost You're not David Frost Alright, I mean, this is Mark And we are the present... Mark Alright, get on with it Okay, and we're the presenters of Waffle On Podcast And we like to talk about... Crap TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999 Would you say it's crap? Some of it <laughs> Really? Especially the British stuff But we've having a podcast about that So let's move up on that Unbelievable You can find us at the http colon forward slash forward slash Waffleon.podbean.com Do not smile when I say the word colon I'm not Time once again for Words of Wisdom On Take Him With You Today we are going to be in Luke Chapter 16 in the New Testament We're going to be reading verses 19 Through 31 It's called The Rich Man and Lazarus From the Message Bible There was once a rich man, expensively dressed in the latest fashions, wasting his days in conspicuous consumption. A poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, had been dumped on his doorstep. All he lived for was to get a meal from scraps off the rich man's table. His best friends were the dogs who came and licked his sores. Then he died, this poor man, and was taken up by the angels to the lap of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In hell and in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham in the distance and Lazarus in his lap. He called out, Father Abraham, mercy, have mercy. Send Lazarus to dip his finger in the water to cool my tongue. I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham said, Child, remember that in your lifetime you got to do good things and Lazarus the bad things. It's not like that here. Here he's consoled, and you're tormented. Besides, in all these matters, there's a huge chasm set between us so that no one can go from us to you even if he wanted to, nor can anyone cross over from you to us. The rich man said, then let me ask you, Father, send him to the house of my father where I have five brothers so we can tell them the score and warn them so they won't end up here in this place of torment. Abraham answered, They have Moses and the prophets to tell them the score. Let them listen to them. I know, Father Abraham, he said, but they're not listening. If someone came back to them from the dead, they would change their ways. Abraham replied, if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, they're not going to be convinced by someone who rises from the dead. Wow, what a very poignant and um, revealing set of scriptures there, all about uh, heaven and hell. Interesting, huh? That's what we're talking about today on Taking With You. So uh, stay or stick around because uh, interesting things are coming up. That's your words of wisdom on Taking With You. Greetings, Guildies. I'm Kenny. And I'm Jenny. After listening to Take Him With You, why don't you tune in to... Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the web series, The Guild. Each month, we'll bring you the latest news about the Guild cast, including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending. Also, we'll be updating you on the current season. We'll talk about some behind-the-scenes fun of Season 2. As well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews. So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild. Or go to our website for a direct download at knightsoftheguild.podbean.com. (laughs) Zaboo! The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi, Entertainment, News, and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey Religions and Ancient Weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host, Rico, at treksinsci-fi.com. Great podcast. Give them a listen. Very fun. And guess what time it is? Yeah, you know. You know. It's time to find out what's happening at Rick's house right here on Take Him With You. many things that I could talk about that I should talk about. Ah yes, we're in the fall season here and things are starting to get a little colder at the house. It was getting cold in the mornings and stuff and I was so enjoying summer. But that's okay, it happens every year. So now we've got our pellet stove going and and I turn it off on Tuesdays though because I record and it's like really loud. If If I use the pellet stove while I'm recording, it's like... <sighs> The entire time because of the fan. Boy, I bet your ears hurt now. Sorry about that. Anyway, I turn it off and just freeze while I do the podcast and then turn it back on as soon as I'm done. (laughs) That's how it works around here. Yeah, yeah, good stuff going on, though. Um, You know, I've been working real hard to get my Stargazer CD project out. You know, I've been um, putting up the website and getting the music all ready and mastered and then sent into the company. I found this really great company that I am using to distribute my music called cdbaby.com and they're great not only do they do duplication and produce the cds and stuff but they also do digital distribution with amazon and rhapsody and um, itunes and so on and so forth and really for the amount of money they charge they do a great service and i'm really happy to uh, to be working with them they've been very easy to work with and made the process wonderful it was great i just got in my email a couple of nights ago i got the um the confirmation email to go and check out all the samples of the song cuz you know when you go to a site and you want to sample the music on there on iTunes or wherever you have to hit a little button and that shows you part of the song well i listened to all of them they they picked through my songs and picked you know a section of music that they thought would be good to to promo it and so i had to listen to a 30 second clip from each song and then you have to go through all the the things And they assign a number. This is fascinating. I didn't know this. But every song that you digitally download has a number attached to it that goes back to the artist and the um, the person who wrote the song so that they can get royalties and so on and so forth from it. And that's what all the licensing and all that stuff is for. So this company takes care of all that for me. I pay them a certain amount, and then they take care of all the songs. And, of course, I have a copyright on my tunes and stuff. And so they they take those and uh get them out to the different places where you can download the music and so i got to hit the finalize button and now the music goes out and gets to the places and hopefully uh within a couple of 3 weeks here um all that all my new cd will be online for digital download you can of course um I think starting on the twenty sixth, you'll be able to actually order the CD if you want to get a, a hard copy of it. A lot of people just download. It's it's cheaper to download it, you know, than it is to make the physical CD and send that out. But that that will be available. I think the CDs are twelve ninety seven to order online if you want an actual copy with the cover artwork and all that jazz. Uh, but I think the album is only nine ninety nine if you download it digitally. Digitally, I can't even say that word. Wow. Anyway, fascinating stuff, all the licensing and stuff that has to take place for that. By the time you're done, you don't, you know, unless you sell huge quantities of it, you don't really make very much off of it. But that's okay. I, you know, I'm doing it because um, I felt like I wanted to do something unique and different. I haven't heard a whole lot of music out there to gaze at the stars with. And and uh, there's some cl- cool, clear nights coming up, so it'll be fun to uh, get that CD or... Download that album and then uh, listen to it while you're looking up at the stars. Bundle up, put your scarf on and your hat and go out there and look at the stars. It'll be fun. You'll enjoy it. Of course, summertime will be really fun. You can put that on and just kind of get lost in the, the atmospheric stereophonic music. Yeah, Stargazer, the new CD coming out. Very fun. And that's what I've been working on a whole bunch here lately, trying to get all that done. And if you can help me... Uh, by marketing the c d that would be awesome uh blog about it write you know write all about it on your blog, tweet about it you know, put out some tweets on the stargazer c d uh, send people over to the website uh, takehimwithyou dot slash stargazer. You know, some people say, "Well, I don't know how I could help you, Rick." E- Just easy. Just get the word out that it's out there, and you know, everybody has somebody that would really enjoy this CD. I think everybody will enjoy it, but but you know, you know, of a geeky friend, or maybe you like it, or maybe a relative would enjoy it. And I, I think the more copies you order, the the less it costs. So that's kind of fun too. But you could spread the word for me if you want to help out. That would be totally awesome and of course just buy the cd that that helps out us a lot and uh, of course if you want to just help spread the word of taking with you what we're doing and trying to uh, do something positive and encourage people you could always send in a, a donation to keep the podcast coming every week just go over to take him with click on donate and it'll take you to paypal and you can uh, give us 20 30 bucks or so and just keep us going that would be just really cool of you if you can do it if not we understand completely just enjoy the show uh, I hope it encourages you, and we love feedback, so send us some feedback, rick at takehimwithyou.com is my email address, rick at com. Well, I wanted to talk about one other thing that's been going on in my life lately that I think um, I need to talk about because I've been very inspired. I have a friend. His name is Wendell, and uh, he has gone through some horrible stuff in the last few months. He uh, Well, actually, the last few years, he's been very... Um, sick he hasn't been feeling very well and uh, he's had a lot of health problems and my I have to say that this guy is he's he's unique and he I didn't recognize what a great friend he was to me until I went through some pretty hard stuff and he was there for me and you know you sometimes we don't see some good friends that are around us because we're kind of doing our own thing and we just don't recognize how cool they are well this guy is really cool Anyway, he developed some complications in an accident many, many years ago. He got his leg hurt in an accident, and from that time on, he had a hard time getting around. Long story short, here a few weeks back, he they the doctors decided to go ahead and remove his foot. Now, that sounds, first of all, that's scary. Um, second of all, the courage that he had amazed me, but uh, they took him to the hospital up in the Olympia area, and they... Uh, Tried to save his foot. They could not and they went ahead and they uh, they amputated his foot right underneath his knee They were only going to take the foot off but as they got in they found that he had an abscess right underneath his knee for years and uh, It was potentially fatal. It could have killed him They discovered it and they went ahead and removed his leg all the way up to his, his right underneath his knee and I have to say that, I, you know, I went up and I visited him before this happened, and I visited him many times afterwards because he was in the hospital for quite some time and had to go through rehabilitation and all this stuff. And I have to say that he really encouraged my faith. Now, I went to encourage him. I wanted to be there for him as a friend. I'm going to be there for him as he, you know, figures out how to get around now and, and has to live a completely different lifestyle. The greatest part is he's not in pain anymore. But here's what inspired me about him. I remember going up— um, a couple of nights before they were going to do the operation. And I had a long talk with him because I I knew anybody having life-altering surgery or something like that is going to go through some rough stuff. You know, they're going to have a lot of doubt and fear and stuff like that. And I talked to him, and, you know, he he had such a level head, and he just looked at me and said, You know, Rick, my life is in God's hands, and I I wouldn't prefer all this stuff to happen, but I just have to believe that God has a way— He's going to take this pain away from me, and I'm going to be a better man as a result of it. And those words really spoke to me. I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty amazing, man, to have that kind of an attitude. And, you know, he had that attitude going into this whole thing. They did the surgery. It was miserable for him. You know, it was scary. It was It was just crazy. But, you know, even in spite of the pain that he went through and stuff, he had a great attitude about it. And, you know, he worked harder than anybody I've known to as soon as the surgery was over he was in rehabilitation and this guy has lifted weights he has learned how to move himself around he has just taken life by the horns and gone for it because he believes that god is going to take care of him and i'm just so incredibly um challenged by his his courage And he's kept, you know, I know there's been moments when his attitude hasn't been great, but he's kept such a great attitude through the whole thing. And he really showed me that if you will take on life's challenges, instead of being scared of them, if you take them straight on and do what you need to do, you'll get out on the other side better than you when you went in. And that's exactly what's going on with my friend Wendell. So... I just want to say right publicly here on this show, Wendell, you're great. You're an inspiration to me, and I'm just totally impressed with your attitude, and I'm here for you. I think you're a cool friend, and you've taught me so many things just by watching your attitude and seeing you approach life, and I really appreciate that. I would like to ask everybody listening to please pray for him, because uh, there was a few complications afterwards, some infection and stuff, but they're working that out, and he's Gonna be home here pretty soon again, and and tootling, tootling around the house and learning how to walk again, and then of course we're gonna go on walks together here because we 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 live pretty close together, and uh, then we're he eventually wants to go running, so I figured hey, if he can go running, I can go running, so we'll, we'll figure that out. But uh, let's just uh, say a prayer for him and think good thoughts about Wendell and and uh, pray for him as he is completely. Um, his lifestyle completely changes again as they fit him for a, I think they call it prosthesis. I can't even, anyway, they're going to fit him for that and all that jazz. But uh, you know, the thing I learned the most from him is, is take life head on and don't, you know, and believe in God and God will get you through it. And I just, I'm so inspired by him. So I've really enjoyed going up and visiting him and stuff like that. And, you know, believe it or not, I haven't got squeamish or anything. I've watched the whole process and, you know, there there is life after catastrophe, and you don't always have to let the catastrophe get you. You can get the catastrophe, if that makes sense, and you can overcome just about anything if you have faith and you work hard. So I'm totally impressed with Wendell. So Wendell, thank you. And everybody else, pray for Wendell. He's a good man. That's what's been going on in my life. I've got tons more happening. I'll tell you more about it next week because we just don't have time to cover everything on this program Uh, But coming up in just a moment, my uh, impromptu Facebook and Twitter question that caused, I don't know how many comments, I think it's close to like 40. Uh, Do you believe in hell? Why? Or why not? That's coming up in just a moment. Good evening, everybody. When you aren't listening to Take In With You, with the multi-talented Mr Moyer, then I'd be honoured if you could take a few minutes to check out my little show, Happy Times. If you have an iPod Touch, or an iPhone, and if you love your applications but are feeling the pinch of the current economic climate, then this is the podcast for you. Each week I'll review a free or cheap application and spend a few minutes gassing on about why I like it, or not. Buying apps over the air can be both addictive and expensive, so why not spend a few minutes a week listening to Appy Times and I'll try to separate the wheat from the chaff. Just go to appytimes.podbean.com or search the iTunes store for Appy Times. That's A-P-P-Y-T-I-M-E-S. So come and share the Appy Times with me. Thank you. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast, we review the races. We talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast the world's fastest podcast. Well, let's see. How about a little bit of interactive stuff going on here on Taking With You? Well, of course, you know, At least I've been doing um, Zombie Month, Zombalicious. Killing the zombies in your life has been the theme on Take Him With You. This is uh, program number three all about zombies. And basically, you know, I've been using the analogy that we don't want to live a zombie life where we are just boring automatons that just go through life following whatever whim. But we really are created unique and special. God has a plan for our lives and that's what I've been kind of focusing on. And this week I thought it would be interesting since the world celebrates Halloween coming up pretty soon and, you know, you see all sorts of advertisements for Frankenstein and the wolfman and the mummy and all these monsters and zombies and all sorts of wild things and it's just kind of accepted, and, and there's a lot of talk. About, you know, there's horror movies about hell and demon possession and all these different things. And I figured, why not talk about this kind of stuff? Because right now people are kind of open to listening. As opposed to uh, doing it in, a, in an effect where people, you know, a preacher might might preach hell and damnation and brimstone and all this stuff, you know. Although I think some of that preaching is, is true, I mean, there's some truth in it. I think sometimes the technique can be a little bit... Um, I don't know. I'm not sure that God wants to scare us out of hell. You know, I mean, maybe he wants to scare the hell out of us. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, the whole point is there is hell talked about in the Bible, and I think it would be interesting to, to talk about what the Bible does say about it. So. As I do on Mondays, I go to a little Chinese restaurant in my town that I live in, and I set up my laptop. and I bought a five dollar roll roll um, roll out keyboard, you know those little rubber keyboards, so that I could actually type without having my fingers cramped on my little netbook. I rolled it out there, and I was gonna, you know, I ordered my lunch, and I got ready to start writing notes on today's podcast. When I picked up my phone and I sent a message to Twitter and to Facebook and I asked this question, I said, do you believe in hell? Why or why not? And, you know, I never know exactly what I'm going to get response wise. And I'm just curious. I'm just asking an opinion. And wow, uh, a firestorm kind of ensued and and many, many people commented. We had my wife just kind of spoke through the French doors here and said the 42 comments. And uh, yeah, 42 comments on is, is hell real and why or why not. And I think it'd be cool if I read some of the responses. You know, I never try to embarrass anybody. And of course, everybody's entitled to their opinion. But what I like, the goal of this program today is to take a look at what the Bible says about hell and heaven. Now, I'm probably not going to get as much emphasis on heaven today just because um, we're going to focus a little bit on what hell is like. I promise you that down the road I will do a complete program on heaven and we'll talk about the concepts of heaven and what people, different ideas are on it and what the Bible says about it because I think it's important. And one of the things, you know, if we want to really explore true tolerance in the world, if we really want to be um, open-minded, then I think we really need to hear all the different aspects of what people think. And a lot of times, quite honestly, I think people are very critical on what the Bible says about something because of the people that talk about it or the way they talk about what the Bible says. In other words, I think there's a more loving approach and there's there's a better way to tell people about what the Bible says than screaming and yelling at them and treating them like a pile of crap. And I hope I can be as bold to say that. But I, my experience has been that Christians are kind of mean. People that are supposed to be loving and believe the Bible and serve God can be rather mean to people that don't know anything about it. And and therefore, a lot of people who would maybe want to know about what is hell like or what is heaven like won't even listen to the conversation because they get put down or they, get, um, they just don't sense any love coming their way, if that makes sense. And you know what? I found the very same thing happen. On, on the comments on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, some people just, they don't think about it, especially believing people, don't think about the way they're responding um, when really what we need to do is, is gently inform folks on what the Bible has to say about things and then let them make up their own mind. After all, we all who are believers came to a conclusion, not forced into it, we had to come to a conclusion ourselves, and to to have a relationship with God means that you deal with Him one-on-one. And so I think it's very important as we discuss these type of things that we keep a cool head and that we don't get all freaked out because the bottom line is, as far as for me, is I know what the Bible says about hell, and I don't want any of my friends or anybody else for that matter going there. Now, if that's the case, then perhaps we could look at a different way of presenting that information so that it doesn't turn people off, but it actually gets them curious. I myself got curious about what heaven and hell were because of music. Somebody presented some stuff in music, and I started looking at it, and then I listened to a man who played music. like I liked the music that he played and sang, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to listen to what this guy has to say because of the way he presented it. Now, the information he presented to me was very, was very truthful and honest and a little bit scary, but that he didn't scare me into heaven. He simply informed me on what the Bible had to say about it, and I made my, up my own mind. And I really think that's important that we do that, because we can be, quite honestly, we can be real jerks about presenting information. And, you know, I don't think that's too cool. I think that God wants us to present. Now, I don't think that God wants us to float around, you know, in a toga and act, you know, be a hippie. And and, well, no, maybe somebody is. I don't know. But uh, and, you know, it's all love, brother. Peace, joy, harmony. You know, I'm not saying that. But I am saying that there is there's a civility and there is a compassion and a caring about people that we should have when we're presenting information that's vital for eternity. All that said, let's go ahead and take a look at what what are some of the things that people said on my impromptu poll. Do you believe in hell? Why or why not? Okay, let's see. We have a, a couple of different sources here. We have Twitter and we have Facebook. Twitter, you can follow me by going to twitter dot com slash moyer seven seven seven. That's how you can join up and follow me where I twit. Yeah, follow me, please, moyer seven seven seven. I would love to make sure you tell me. That, you know, you know, you know me from the podcast because sometimes I get these like weird. Frank, you know Frank that likes TV or something like that, and it's like, uh, dude, this is not cool what you're trying to promote. So just you know, let me know who you are, and that you add it, and I'll make sure that you, I'll follow you, you follow me. Just let me know, and then of course on Facebook you can always follow me, Facebook.com/slash rick dot moyer. That's rick dot moyer, Facebook.com/slash rick dot moyer. And, uh, I'd love to have you as a friend, you get all sorts of cool updates during the week. And I put out all sorts of fun, uh, links and music and newsletters and blah, 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 blah all sorts of fun stuff. And would love to have you be my friend on Facebook. It's just, it's so network licious. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So on, uh, I got my, I just downloaded tweet deck because, um, my friend, uh, Tim from Appy Times talked about it, and so did a couple of my other friends use it. And so um, my friends down at the local computer store tech line suggested it. I downloaded it. I've been looking at it. I like it. Uh, Let's see. Okay, so one of my friends here on, um, I don't know how you say his name, Obzeek? Obzeek? Anyway, he says, yes, I believe the testimonies of those who have seen it, even though it's hard to comprehend I know it's true. So thank you for that. Uh, Let's see. Um, The Rusty West says, You know, buddy, I tend to tell myself often I should study what the Bible has to say about it, but it bothers me as it should. Those are the two uh, comments I got on Twitter. And uh, yeah, great stuff. Thanks, guys, for uh, leaving a little note there on Twitter. I very much appreciate it. Okay, on Facebook, I had like 42 comments, and they were... All very interesting, and I first of all let me just say thank you for writing your opinion. I really appreciate it. There was no right or wrong answer. Um, I just wanted to know if you believed in hell or not, why or why not, and and people told me, um, you know, I've, obviously I'm going to give my opinion on this program about what I believe about hell, if it's real or not, and why or why not. Uh, but let's read a few of the the comments that we got. Bob says. Uh, He was the first one to comment. He said, um, because I used to live there until Jesus delivered me from there. And then Kara said, I believe when I die, my body will stay in the ground, but my soul will be in heaven singing like crazy, like I I don't believe in hell. I believe there are different levels of kingdoms where our souls will go. Well, unless you worship Satan, then I believe you would go to hell. So I guess in some cases there is a hell. Just depends on the situation. Bob responded to that with a what? Many question marks after that. Uh, And then Tommy, uh, a girl, wrote, I believe because I have literally been there. Thankfully, my God is bigger and fully able to deliver and save those who put their trust and lives in his hands. He rescued me from the bottomless black hole that engulfs eternity, and he will do the same for anyone who cries out to him from their soul." Then Kyle says, yes, I believe in it because God's word says it's a real place and it isn't a real fun place. Then Jonathan says, I'm I'm not sure you need it given the state of affairs here on earth. Just saying. Harry says, sorry, can't help you there. Neither heaven nor hell exists. Um, Kara says, I don't think Bob liked my answer to your question or is he confused by it or he's confused by it. And uh, then Mark says, I sure do believe that there is a hell, or he says, sure do, Bible makes it clear. Peggy says, such an interesting question, and so many schools of thought. The oldest versions of the scriptures say different things than the newer ones, and there is room for thinking that there is not a literal hell, that God will reconcile himself to all things eventually. And then uh, Bob says, if you believe in Jesus and what he says, then you must believe in a real hell. Um, Kara says, depends uh, depends on the situation. Um, Steve uh, chimes in, and he says, Matthew chapter 5 has three references of going to hell, one of which describes it as being thrown. I believe in hell. It's a really tough thing to believe in for me because there is a possibility people I've loved may be there. They may not. To believe it exists and to believe that it operates are two different things. I'm intrigued by stories of people who have been clinically dead and revived and tell of seeing things that are um, that were very certain were hell. I wonder if that is truly a glimpse of hell, or is that the mind still being alive while the body is dead? See, are these great comments? These are just awesome. Um, Bob says, Situational belief is very interesting. I believe in my interpretation of truth above what God's truth says. That would make me more right than God. I guess that would make me god. And Car says, "Well, uh, I'm my own person, Bob. I don't agree with some things some churches teach and I believe some things that they do teach. I'm just a different kind of girl." And then and then Bob and her talk back and forth a little bit more. I, we don't have to get into all the different stuff, but they they had some, you know, things go back and forth and uh basically uh Bob says, you know, Jesus died for our, all the sinners if we acknowledge this and we believe that um that we cannot save ourselves we have to have Jesus into into our lives to forgive us and save us from eternal separation from him then he'll do just that, and hell is no longer an issue and then um Kara said I believe that he died for all the sinners doesn't mean I have to believe in hell and then of course I chime in and say you know guys. Remember, this is just opinions and everything, and and uh, listen to the show for at least my opinion too. Uh, Tim says, or Timothy says, if you believe in hell, then you believe in the existence of heaven or something along that line. It's different depending on your religion. Belief in hell means you believe in supernatural forces. At least that's my opinion. And, uh, and then he goes on to try to explain to Kara why Bob might be upset over her post, and they go back and forth again. Uh, Mark says, now that's a scary thought. Everything we do online, blogs, Facebook, Twitter, everything, we will have to stand before God you know, and, and uh, be judged about it. Uh, Christopher says, most people want to avoid the afterlife subject altogether because of the issue of sin. Their logic is something like this. If there's no eternal punishment or reward, then I can live as I choose to, doing whatever I feel. Therefore, the ethics of right and wrong, good and evil, are simply in the eye of the beholder, and I will not be held accountable for any of my deeds. The same line holds true for those who believe everyone will go to heaven, and that there are many ways to God. That's interesting. This, however, is a false logic defying the inevitable reality that awaits. All will be judged according to their deeds, whether you have a relationship with Jesus or not. Those that believe in Jesus and have a personal relationship with him will be judged at the judgment seat of Christ. Those who do not believe in Jesus and have a personal relationship with him will be judged at the great white throne judgment. Wow. And uh, then Jenny uh, chimes in and says, I believe God is love and God is just. I believe he created it all perfectly and when He, when we screwed it up, he made the biggest sacrifice to have a relationship with us. I trust him completely with both existence and purpose and that of others, whether they choose Christ or not. In the end, he will do as he sees fit and he will agree and we will agree that he is fair, and just and right. Thanks for asking, Rick. You're welcome, Jenny. Um. And then, of course, Sean comes in and says, holy cow, I've never seen a post get this many comments in my entire time on Facebook. Apparently you touched a nerve here, Rick. Amazing. And I, of course, chime in and say, yeah, that's fun. Dave says, it sure shows the belief in the Bible. uh, Who believes the Bible is 100% the word of God and those who want to pick and choose what to believe of it, which in essence, God told the truth here, but there, there he lied. Hmm. Mark says, if you read Matthew... We know that hell was made for the devil and his angels. It was never meant for humans, but because Adam botched it, anyone who dies under the Adamic curse ends up in hell. Dave says, biblically speaking, isn't the lake of fire the eternal judgment place and distinct from hell? I say, great question. That's why people need to listen to this program. (laughs) My wife chimes in and says, great comments, everybody. Bible does hold the answers, but someone... But sometimes it takes us a while to dig through it and find them. God loves us all so much. And then she writes John 3.16, which we all know. John 3.16, even if you don't know the Bible very well, you know that it's that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And uh, there you go. So there's one last comment that I got um, written on my wall. i got to go find it here. Rick Clicking on my my Facebook, and here's a very uh, good comment by Ryan McCullough. He says, in response to your question, I believe in hell, but I, I believe I am going to heaven. Jesus taught us that he is the only way to heaven, but he also taught on hell a lot. So we could conclude from his teachings and the other teachings of Scripture that hell is real and an eternal place. It isn't fictitious or made up or a fable or a scare tactic. The hell that the Bible talks about is designed for the devil and his angels, demons, that is. It is not God's will to send anyone to hell. Eternity in heaven is God's design for people. Eternity in hell is a choice we make by not choosing forgiveness offered in love by God through Jesus Christ. Wow, that just about sums it right up, doesn't it? Well, there you go. Those were all the different comments that people made on if they believed in heaven Or in hell. And that was right there on the uh, impromptu question Is hell real? Why or why not? And that's what people had to say right here on Take Him With You. So you can see there's lots of different opinions out there on what hell is and what heaven is. And remember, on this podcast, my goal is to try to to explain to folks and to you what the Bible says about things in a way that maybe you can uh, receive and hear, Uh, rather than cramming it down somebody's throat— and being all mean about it i i think we can talk on a on a, a level of civility about the different subjects that are in the bible and and jesus does talk about hell uh, several times and what i want to do is is the, the first thing i want to say is that according to the bible hell is a real place who created it the bible says that god created hell as a punishment for the devil and all of the demons that follow him it was originally created um for not for human beings but for the devil and all of his angels which are demons okay so that's what the bible says um if you if you really want to get down to it if you if you'd like to read more about it in the bible um you can find out about things um in like matthew 25 uh verse 41 uh, if I get it, it says, um, Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire that has been prepared for the devil and his angels. So there is a there is a uh, a place prepared for them for the rebellion that they took place in. In Revelation 20.10, it says, And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet are too, and they will be tormented there day and day and night forever and ever okay so hell was originally designed for satan and his demons it wasn't designed for human beings unfortunately because of our rebellion and you can go back and you can you can uh, listen to some more of the podcast but when i talked about um the the whole fall of humanity the original sin uh, that whole thing, you can go back and listen to that and get more of this whole picture. But basically, in Matthew chapter 13, it says, The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather from his kingdom everything that causes sin, as well as all the lawbreakers, and throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, see, that wasn't the original place that, that human beings are supposed to go. But because of our our separation from God and because we choose our own way— that is what a lot of people are going to wind up in a in a bad situation because they didn't receive what Jesus did for them. Um, there's another one in Revelation. It says, Then I saw the large white throne, and one who was seated on it. The earth and the heaven fled from his presence, and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne. Then books were opened, and another book was opened, the book of life. So the dead were judged by what was written in the books according to their deeds. The sea gave up the dead that were in it, and the death and Hades gave up uh, the dead that were in them, and each one was judged according to his deeds. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, that person was thrown into the lake of fire. Um, But to and then it says, but to the cowards, unbelievers, detestable persons, murders, the sexually immoral, those who participate with magic spells, idol worshipers and all those who lie, their place will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur. That is the second death. Now, that sounds kind of scary. And and yeah, you don't want to go there. That's not going to be a a good thing. Uh, But but it does talk a lot about hell in the Bible. And if you if you you know there's some some myths out there about hell. Some people think it's going to be a big party with beer, sex, rock and roll. And I can tell you from the Bible's point of view, that is not true. That might be what the heavy metal singers have said, or you know, people you know trying to convince you that it's cool to uh, burn in hell, just do whatever you want. Um, you know, what, you know what the number one commandment in the Satanic Bible is? There is a Satanic Bible, by the way, and the number one commandment is "Do what thou wilt." is the whole of the law. In other words, do whatever you feels good, and that fulfills the law of Satan. Now, I, I don't know about you, but at the base of who I am, the carnal base of who I am, I want to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it, and I want to enjoy it. But what we find is that's actually fulfilling the law of Satan. Now, who wants to do that? I don't know many people that really really want to do that. It's not a big party. Hell is not a big party. That's a that is a falsehood. Uh how about this one? Um only really bad people go there. Only real bad people go to to hell. Well, you know, again, Remember, it's not um, about the works that send you to hell. It's not even God that sends people to hell. It's our own choice to disobey what God wants for our lives. It's it's our own choice for not receiving what Jesus has done for us. It's like, it's like if you sat down for Christmas morning and you were going to be with your family and all the gifts were given out and people opened gifts and you had this just beautiful gift sitting in front of you and said, I don't want that gift. I, I've got other things to do and I don't really want that gift. I'm not opening it. And you don't even know what's inside of it. It, God has given a gift to every single person in this world. And the gift is salvation through believing in faith what Jesus did on the cross. And all we have to do is open that gift. That doesn't mean that you have to cash out your brains. It doesn't mean you, you have to turn into some moron. It simply means you need to believe by faith what Jesus did on the cross. And that gift, then, is salvation from hell so that you can be in heaven. That's what Jesus died on the cross for. Not everyone is going to receive that gift for whatever reason. I mean, I sometimes you just don't open the gift. And that's your choice. That's not my choice. It's not the giver's choice. You know, if, they, if somebody gives a gift, I mean, I just recently sent a present to someone. They could have just left it on their shelf and never opened it. That's their choice. But only people that open the gift can go, oh, oh, that's awesome. Thank you. They can enjoy the gift. That's what Jesus did. The gift that Jesus gave was that he died on the cross, and then he rose again so that we could have eternity in heaven. That's a gift. But so many people don't receive it. So many people don't want it, and for whatever reason. And that's, that again, that's your choice. Y- you have a choice to believe or not to believe. And what the Bible says is, is if you don't believe— in what Jesus has done, then unfortunately, you know, even though you have a free will, you can decide what you want. He's made a way for you to be hooked back up to God through what Jesus did on the cross. And if you don't receive that, then the Bible is very clear, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, and we will stand before God and give an, uh, a an account for our lives. The other thing that's a myth about hell is that it isn't really a place. It's just a way for preachers to cause fear in people so that they'll give them money and serve the church. Well, although there might be some people that do that and some preachers that do that, that is not really true. Um, hell is real, just as much as heaven is real. And to to deny the existence of hell and heaven really says a lot about where you are at with God really says a lot about where you are in life. It doesn't mean that you're a horrible person and that you aren't kind and all. It it just simply means that, um, like one of the people that posted on Facebook said, it's really a hard issue to deal with and it's difficult to talk about because we don't want to be responsible for our actions. Who does? Who really wants to be responsible for their actions? I don't know many people that really do because... You know what? I make mistakes. I don't like to be responsible for the mistakes I make. I don't like it when I have to answer for my attitude. I don't like it when I cheat on something and get caught. I don't like that. I don't like it when I steal something and somebody catches me stealing. I don't like that. Who does? Nobody. And we all, every single person, every one of us, without God in our life, deserve hell. And that's just, that's just a fact. Now, that isn't a fun fact. That's not something that we run around going, oh, boy, you deserve hell. you know. But the fact is, without God, we do. And there's nothing we can do to buy our way into heaven other than receive by faith what Jesus did for us. It's not about works. It's not about us being a good person. It's not about us doing good deeds. It's all about what Jesus did for us. That is what gets our ticket going to heaven and out of hell. But hell is a real place. And I think the Bible is the authority on hell. Because, you know, you hear all these other different things, and they say, well, that, hell isn't really real, and all these other religions say this and that. But you know what? The, the bottom line is, I think the Bible is the authority on spiritual things. So when we read the Bible, it does talk a lot about hell. And there's only one person that can determine your eternity. And and by the way, hell is eternal. In other words, it lasts forever. There's only one person that can determine your eternity. And you know who that is? You. It's not, you know, I've heard people say, well, God, if he's an all loving God, and if he really cares, then why would he ever send anybody to hell? And you know, here's the deal. God doesn't send anyone to hell. We send ourselves there. That's just silly to think. That God would want, God never wants anyone to go to hell. Never, never, ever. He loves us. He cares about us. But you know, when we continue to reject Him and and push Him away, it's 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 already set in motion. And if we don't receive what Jesus has done for us, the free ticket out of hell, then we get it. And unfortunately, it's not cool. And every person will stand before God. And they'll they'll have to give account for their life, and that's a little bit scary well that's it's a lot scary, especially if you haven't made peace with God if you haven't gotten things right with God, then what happens is is you get you don't want to talk about it you get nervous, you don't want to, you don't want to be in that situation I mean you know not one of us knows what what day or hour that we're gonna kick the bucket we don't really know i mean for for all that matters a uh, you know, a meteor could crash into to the to the front room right now and crush me. Where the heck am I, Richard L. Moyer? Yeah, that that's me. Where am I? You are up next. Please stand here. Um, where am I? Shh. The sentence is being delivered. Franklin G. Smith, depart from me. I never knew you. Ah, Next, please. Richard L. Moyer. Stand here before the father. Um Hello? Richard L. Moyer. It is time to give account for your life. What? Am I am I dead? Oh, Oh my. Let the remembrance of Richard's life ensue. Places like a hologram there I am as <laughs> a little baby <laughs> there I am as a little kid so cute <laughs> uh oh oh gosh yeah. there I am getting into stuff I shouldn't be getting into uh, that, that's okay can we quit playing this now oh geez there I am as a teenager no 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 that's really embarrassing let's not play that come on Hey, can we get this off the screen? What is there any way to... I think we have seen enough. This one deserves to burn in hell. Yes, I agree. He has broken all of my commandments on many occasions. What do you have to say for yourself, sinner? I tried to be a good person. I mean, I, I know I didn't get it all right, but I wasn't an axe murderer or anything. I, I know I screwed up. Do you see? Your Honor, he deserves to rot in hell. <laughs> Render your judgment, Richard Elmoyer. How do you plead? Well, okay, I did all those things and more. I, I'm guilty. Richard Elmoyer, you have sinned against me. You have broken my laws. You have lived a selfish life. I have no choice but to wait, Father. Your Honor, I have a book of life. And I see that Rick's name is written right here. Rick, did you ask me into your heart? Well, yeah, you remember at that Christian rock concert, Jesus. I, I accepted that you died on the cross for my sins and you rose again. I said that prayer. Objection, Your Honor. The evidence is stacked against him. He has sinned against you and others. He deserved death and torment in hell. Hold on, Lucifer. If he received what was done for him on the cross if he trusts in my son's death and resurrection. But he deserves damnation. Yes, you were right. But I choose to pardon him. Not because of his works, but because of his faith in my son Jesus. Oh, great. Not another one. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy I've prepared for you. I don't know what to say. Thank you, God. Thank you. So you see, instead of being, I don't know how to, how to put it, I'm grateful for the fact that God would save us if we would just call upon him. And, you know, people can believe all sorts of different things, but again, I just have to go back to, as a Christian, as a believer, when I read the Bible, I do find that there is a hell, and I don't want to be there. I don't want to go there. So suffice it to say, um, if there is a hell... I believe there's also a heaven. And heaven isn't, you know, there's some myths about heaven that that you know people fly around like fat little baby angels with harps and bows and arrows, you know, and stuff like that, but that everybody automatically gets in because that's just how it is and and you know heaven isn't some weird place with a bunch of clouds and a bunch of people in togas. It's just not that way. And the more you read the Bible, the more you find that that there is something that happens to us after we die. And the Bible's very clear. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So we all will stand before God like you just heard, and we'll give account for our life. And, you know, not one of us is perfect. There's no perfect people. I mean, we we all make a lot of mistakes, as you know. I mean, you know you. <laughs> and there's forgiveness, and there's there's mercy, and there's grace, and there's compassion from a loving God that cares about us, and he doesn't want us to suffer for the sins and the junk and the the mistakes we make. He doesn't want us to suffer from that, and that's why he gives us an option to receive Christ and what Christ has done on the cross for us. And it is, it's just so very clear in the Bible. And it's not, uh, you know, some people can look at the Bible and say, it's a book of you shall not, but I think it's a book full of you shall. There's so many possibilities when you connect up with the Creator who made you, who made me. And it's just, it's absolutely amazing. So suffice it to say, we could get all technical, we're running out of time now, but we could get all technical on, the you know, um, what hell is like, and, you know, I mean, we, you know, it's not a place where the devil st- stands around with a pitchfork and, you know, and messes people over. Hell is basically separation from God, and it says that there'll be uh, eternal torment with weeping and gnashing of teeth, and it's not something you want to go to it isn't a, it isn't a party it isn't all those different things it's not it's not made up it's not a fear tactic it's basically was built for the devil and all of his angels that followed him that's what it was for it's never intended for you or me so i you know I, I make a plea to you to please think about your eternity because you know life is too short we're here and then we're gone the bible's very clear about that that we we start off and then we're we're like a mist or a vapor we're just It's not very long. And then we go into eternity, which is, we can't even grasp what eternity is. It's so amazing. It's so huge. So I just really urge you to think about the fact that hell is real, at least according to what the Bible says. And uh, that's what I believe. And that anyone's name who is not found written in the book of life basically um, is going to spend eternity in a place they don't want to spend it. So I encourage you. You know, I what I did to 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 make sure that I was okay with God is is I just received Christ. I, I just said, Jesus, come into my heart, forgive me for all the junk I've done. I believe you died on the cross and rose again, and I, I put my faith and my trust in you. I didn't have to join a club, I didn't have to join a church, I didn't have to there was there there was no big, huge requirements other than to give my life over to God and and be a vessel open to Him a vessel, that kind of sounds weird. Just be open to, to doing what God wants for your life and learning about him and, and talking to him and stuff. And, you know, it changes everything when you start to have faith in God. And it really, really opens the doors for a relationship to happen between you and God. And I just, I really, really encourage that. Okay, I don't want to get all preachy on you. I think you've heard enough. I think you understand. Um, I will be doing a program coming up probably in November on heaven, so we can discuss all about heaven. That'll be kind of fun. Um, How far is heaven? I love that song. I'll, maybe I'll have to um, maybe I'll have to play that song when we do that. That'd be kind of fun, wouldn't it? Uh, but anyway, suffice it to say, I hope you enjoyed today's program. All those different um, opinions were great on Facebook and Twitter and stuff, and and I think uh, my friend Ryan, if you go back and listen to his comment, really hit it right on the head that that uh, hell was never meant for you and I. It was meant for the devil and all his angels. And and we just receive Jesus by faith, and we get to go to heaven, which is a very, very cool thing. There is life after death, folks. And so what are you going to do um, with your life? Are you going to give it over to God, or are you just going to kind of do your own thing? It's your, just, it's your decision and your choice. But I'd like to pray for you. Father, I lift up every single person right now that is listening to this podcast, I pray, Lord, that maybe they would think during this Halloween season when everybody's talking about ghosts and ghouls and and uh, all this supernatural stuff, that they would really think about you being the supernatural and really looking at what you say about death and hell and heaven. And I pray, God, that we would we would all be able to grasp what you've done for us and that we would receive what you've done for us, God. And I pray for every person's eyes and ears to be open to the truth. That's really all I can pray, God. And I just thank you for loving us and caring about us and giving us an amazing life if we'll serve you. And I just thank you for every single person listening now, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to close with a song that came out in the 80s um, by a band called DeGarmo and Key. They did this song that I think really says it all. It's called Boycott Hell. And I'll be back after it to introduce next week's. we got a job. and Key and Boycott Hell on Take Him With You hope you enjoyed that I'll have uh, in my notes on the podcast I'll have a link to where you can grab that music if you want it very very cool well I hope you enjoyed today's episode called Hell No What About Heaven and Hell and I uh, hope you got a little educated about it and all and I uh, hope you don't go there how's that next week we are going to be back with the final installment of our Killing the Zombies in Our Life series This one is called Zombie Groans, What Good Does It Do to Complain? (laughs) Uh, So there you go. I think you'll enjoy uh, the next episode very much. Until then, have a great week. And uh, get ready because in November we're going to be doing an entire month on being thankful. And if you have an audio comment you'd like to send in about what you were thankful for, I would love to play it. So send them in to rick at takehimwithyou.com if you don't have them means to record you can always send an email to rick at take him with we would love to hear from you Amy and I just love it when we get emails and we so appreciate everybody that supports and helps the podcast if you want to do that head over to the uh, the what is it called website that's what it's called take you you can click on donate or uh, sign up for the newsletter whatever you want to do we would certainly appreciate it if we could uh, get some stuff to keep this going on every single week Okay, until next time, don't forget to take him with you. Take him with you, copyright 2009, Moyer Multimedia, LLC. All rights reserved.